Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 984, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. <clears throat> we thank God for those gifted in the church to teach and we use them as we should. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 in the Holy Word of God where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Uh, Therefore the aim of this podcast my beloved is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God and from the eternal hell, the eternal burning hell where everybody is going who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most loving words in the history of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you have not done that yet, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Call on his name and pray and ask him to save you right now, and he will do so. Today, beloved, we are le- uh, we're reading rather in Malachi chapter 3, verse 9, the last book of the Old Testament. I think we started a long time ago. We are, we are approaching 1,000 of uh, these podcasts. I think we started in Jeremiah. And oh, what a joy it has been and, a, been and what a journey it has been. Verse 9, Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi 3.9. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the Bible knowledge commentary editors and authors. 
This promise was a reaffirmation of the obedience blessing relationship. Get that now. Get that now. I told my wife about this this morning, not even knowing we were going to deal with this today. The, this promise was a reaffirmation of the obedience dash blessing relationship. The obedience, watch me now, pay attention to this because uh, this is what I told my own wife this morning before I even knew we were going to deal with this. And this is something that people who are not saved do not understand and don't get. They may be religious but lost and they don't understand this. Most people in the world do not understand the obedience blessing relationship or connection. God blesses people when they obey Him. He does not have to. He has chosen to do so. Okay? And He uses that as an incentive, as uh, encouragement to do right, to do good. And if you learn this, I learned it the hard way many years ago, before I met my wife through God's loving chastisement which does not look like love and it does not feel like love but after a while by and by once you go through it and you submit to it as somehow I don't know how he did it he gave me the grace to submit to it and to be thanking him for it while he was doing it I, I don't know where that came from but God so I learned my lesson a long time ago. He made it very clear to me. You do it my... I, I, he's, I'm glad you got saved. I appreciate you, your willingness to serve me when you had cursed and swore and said you would never be a preacher and all of that. But now let me help you understand something, son. You do it my way or no way. And, if you, and you do it my way or I will not bless your life and your ministry. I will not bless you. I learned that lesson. That's one of the reasons why I'm still here with my wife who has admitted she has not been a good woman, or she has not been a good wife, she has not been a good mother, but I'm still here with her right now. We're serving the Lord together right now, even though I think she's not saved. And God led me to tell her this morning, you need to understand the relationship which you have never understood of obedience to God and to the authority over you and the blessing that comes from it. Now what the sweet evangelical church which influences all of the church except for not too much the Catholic church but the charismatic church, the Baptist church, Methodist church it's, it's like an umbrella organization has taught that women and wives and mothers really are the only ones who do not have to be uh, be a part of the obedience blessing uh, uh, relationship connection? And that's a lie out of hell. That is a lie out of out of hell, my dear friends. That's false teaching and false preaching, and that's why the family is messed up. 
That's why the church is messed up, and that's why the nation is messed up. We have women and wives and mothers doing whatever in the world they want to do and think that they uh, do not uh, get punished for their evil. But the husband and the children, they have to be punished for their evil. And not blessed. And I say everybody's under that relationship connection. The obedience, blessing, relationship, connection. Okay? God does not, God is no respecter of persons. God does not play with his people. He loves his people. But he does not play. And if you have a cantankerous, rebellious, and disobedient, stubborn, proud wife in a household towards God and towards her husband and towards her children, she's going, she has to suffer the consequences just as well as everybody else. And God will make sure to it. See, if I have to answer to God and I have to obey Him so that I can be perpetually blessed. I, like, I don't like interruptions in the blessings. And blessings to me are privileges that God gives you to serve Him. How he blesses and anointed, he anoints your ministry, that's a blessing. I like those little things where, you know, uh, when I want to eat some meat, I can have some meat. Like today on 4th of July. I like those, those are small blessings. Those are big time blessings. Let me, let me take that back. Just little things like that are blessings from God. Staying married for over 34 years is a blessing of the grace of God and His agape love. I like it. Having raised all of my children to a so-called legal adult age and, and seeing them graduate from college and some are getting close and so forth and so on. That's a blessing from God. That's a miracle of God for me and my family. Okay? And only God could have done it. See, I like being blessed. I, I don't like pain like some of you people. I like being blessed. In my heart, my mind, my conscience, my soul, my spirit. It is a blessing of God to be able to uh, enjoy a good meal and have one glass of Cabernet wine. My sweet Baptist brethren. <laughs> Woo! And you know you have it too, but you don't tell anybody. See, you're a hypocrite. You Pharisees and Sadducees. You got everybody else not having the joy of one glass of wine with your meal while you are. Anyway, I digress. All of you people who are saved, you know uh, the power of being blessed by God when you obey Him consistently. Okay, God, is, God does not play games with you. He knows whether or not you're being faithful and obedient. and He'll bless you real good. He'll bless you real good. And I, I, I told my wife that again for the thousandth, thousandth plus time. There is a connection between your obedience to God, and in your case, your husband too, and what you receive or don't receive. 
I don't believe in the philosophy of doing good things for people who don't obey. <clears throat> I had a, a daughter who, and, and uh, well, all of the children, I had to take their computers from them and their devices from them. And one did not get her heart right before she really left, so she left here without a computer. And I have no regrets. None whatsoever. I don't believe in giving people things who don't do their job and they're not obedient. Because God doesn't believe in that. Okay? The obedience blessing relationship specified in the Mosaic Law and is throughout the Bible and even uh, in our consciences. You're not helping your family member, be they a wife or a son or daughter or anybody else, brother or sister, brother or sister, by giving them stuff when they're evil as the devil. What the people were experiencing was the disobedience-curse arrangement also given in that covenant people. This covenant was a gracious provision for Israel. No other nation had such promises from God. Since the word of God is sure, God's part of the covenant arrangement would definitely be carried out. Israel Israel could attest to this because she was experiencing certain curses. And that's what's happening. Wait a minute, I'll be preaching on this in about an hour or so from now. Let me help you. That's what's happening. See, see, look, look at me. Look at me real good. That's what's happening in your personal life as a Christian. Because you think you can play with God and get away with your evil. And God is letting you know, no, you can't. Do you know God will take your life if you keep on pushing him and messing with him like that? In love. He's not mad at anybody. That's what's happening to the church right now. That's why the churches have shut down and you can't get a capacity anymore and you can't get a whole bunch of folks in the church anymore like you used to. You've had to close down buildings and sell buildings and all kind of stuff like that because God is not playing and he's stepping real hard. The wheel of God grinds slow, but it grinds show. He, you're not going to do your, do your evil in him in his sight and get away with it and you're supposed to be a child of God it doesn't work that way this this what we're talking about right now and I can preach for a whole month on this passage this is where we're living at right now that's why we're catching hell right now the the disobedience curse relationship Instead of the obedience blessing relationship. See. That's why it, it, things are the way uh, they are. And I have not said this before. And I know it's been hot before. But there's something about this heat series. And this heat season. <laughs> this is a little bit different. I believe that's a part of the curse on us. I really do. 
We've had some heat before. I mean, you live in Texas, you're going to get that. But not, I don't think we've had it. We've had heat like this, this oppressive for so long at the same time. We would get breaks. We would get some rain. We would get some 80 degree days and mixed in with the 77 all day long. And that, what's happening right here? This is a punishment. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. This is a punishment when you don't even want to go outside. This is a punishment, along with all of the other stuff, wildfires, the inflation, trucks, excuse the bad English, ain't moving. We got ships out on the sea for hundreds of days with stuff they can't deliver. You can go to Dollar General stuff, you paid 11 12 $13 for because you know we love Dollar General. Uh, it used to be family, uh, another one too was family dollar. And they got your prices jacked up in such a way. They, and see, they, 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 they're so busy now, because everybody's trying to go to Dollar General now. They can't even put the right prices on stuff. I, I, I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what I think. The lady told me, we just don't have the time to put the prices. So, but I tell you one thing, they have the time to put the prices in that cash register. And you can believe that. Because what you thought was a dollar is two or three, four dollars. Now, all that is a, is, is a curse of God upon folk in the church, first of all. See, when we are not the salt we should be or the light we should be, you're going to hear more about this uh, in a few minutes. We have lost ourselves. Jesus is good for nothing and should be cast out to be trampled under the foot of men. That's what's happening right now to folk in the church. Well, the, true, the true church is going to carry on. The gates of hell should not prevail. But, but we've got a whole lot of folks saying they, they're part of the church today. But they didn't do what the church was supposed to do. And so that's why we have the mess we have today. And everybody's impacted because of our failure. Mm -hmm. Collateral damage everywhere. Uh, if you got a steak today, you paid almost $21 for it. You know we're not used to that. $14 for a piece of meat. Wings, you know I love some wings. Wings, $14, $21 for some wings, man. We don't, we don't be paying that. That's a curse that God has placed upon us. Anyway, Israel could attest to this because she was experiencing surging curses in return for her disobedience to God's law about the tithe, about giving to God. And folks stopped tithing a long time ago, so no wonder we're in the mess we're in. The Lord then appealed to his covenant promises in challenging Israel to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so there would be adequate food for the priests. Storehouse refers to a special room or rooms in the temple for keeping tithe grain. By doing this, the people would see that God would open heaven's floodgates and pour out blessing on them. That includes low prices. See? See, now you have, as the Bible talks about, uh, putting your money in a bag full of holes. You get money, but it's gone. 
as soon as you get it. Why? Because of the disobedience curse relationship. Huh? Huh? I can't hear you. Huh? Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. You, you're living with a bag full of holes. These blessings would include agricultural prosperity, good crops not destroyed by pests, and undamaged vines, and a good reputation among all the nations, which we don't have. In fact, I'll be preaching exactly on that. I might as well just read some of this right here tonight. These blessings simply awaited their obedience. One must be careful in applying these promises. Okay. Uh, uh, we must be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But the principles still apply. The Mosaic Covenant with its promises of material blessings to Israel for her obedience is no longer in force. Uh, some people believe. I believe the principles are alive and well for everybody living today. These are eternal principles. Uh, these are universal principles. However, the New Testament speaks about generosity and giving while not requiring a tithe of believers today. The New Testament does speak of God's blessing on those who give generously to the needs of the church and especially to those who labor in the word. So these principles apply if the Jews had to tithe the 10% plus an offerings, we as Christians experiencing the grace of God through Jesus Christ ought to at least do more than that. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you so much for your holy word that speaks to our heart even today. Help us to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray for sake. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. 
You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10:9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. 
I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.